When Benjamin Franklin left Independence Hall just after the second drafting, he was approached by a woman on the street. The woman said, Mr. Franklin, what manner of government have you bequeathed us? And Franklin said, a republic, madam. If you can keep it. The responsibility of a country is not in the hands of a privileged few. We are strong and we are free from tyranny as long as each one of us remembers his or her duty as a citizen. Whether it's to report a pothole at the top of your street or lies in a State of the Union address, speak out, ask those questions, demand that truth. Democracy is not a free ride, man, I'm here to tell you. But this is where we live. And if we do our job, this is where our children will live. God bless you. Welcome to the main event. I opened up with that clip from the movie uh, Fair Game, a movie about uh, Valerie Plame, uh, who uh, was an undercover CIA operative that got uh, exposed. And uh, you know how they how they kind of pinned it on Scooter Libby, and uh, apparently it's, uh, there's a whole other story to it. But uh, you know what? It's uh, it's such a such a good clip. As we see what's going on in the uh, presidential election today, I'm going to talk to you about the whole thing because I think if you're if you have a life, if you have a life, you don't have time to follow all this stuff. Luckily, <clears throat> luckily I have some help in keeping up with all this stuff because I do have a life, and uh, but I don't have any other channels on my TV but Fox, and uh, all the email and stuff I see on the internet is all just I just I just can't believe. Can't believe that there's there's such a conspiracy going on in this country to try and steer people in the opposite direction of the truth and transparency. But we're going to talk about that in in extreme detail today. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, President Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, located in the city of Moreno Valley. Also offices in Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all of your real estate financing needs in all of Southern California, Northern California, Arizona, all over the place. If you're interested in getting getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me and get some some, uh, answers to your real estate financing uh, uh, questions and you don't, but you don't want to talk to me on the phone because you're at work and you're stealing time from your boss. Uh, wait till your government mandated 15 minute coffee break or your one hour lunch break or wait till you're off work and go to edhoffman.net. Click on the, click on apply now. Or you can also go to our company website, wccloans.com. Click on apply now. 
and uh, give me all the information you want me to have and let me know how much information you want and how you want to be contacted, email, uh, text, cell phone, smoke signals, uh, tel- uh, you know, uh, telekinesis, uh, you know, however, however you want it, uh, tel- telepathy, I don't know if I use the right word, uh, but uh, just let us know what you want and you'll hear back from either myself or one of my teammates, Matt Bradbury, Randy Sampius, Alex Rojas, Eric uh, Marquez, uh, or uh, let's see who else do I have on there now. Uh, I have a couple of new guys coming on the team, but I don't. I won't expose them yet because they are just coming on the team next week. So I'll leave them. But uh, go on to edhoffman.net, click on Apply Now. If you want to hear something I said replayed, you can also go to edhoffman.net and click on List the Main Event. Hear this show as well as uh, several past shows, and you can uh, play them and uh, at your leisure, or you can go to iTunes and get the podcast. Uh, search iTunes on your, your iPad, your iWatch, your iPhone, your iPod, your computer, your Android, whatever kind of device you can get iTunes on, and uh, just search uh, Ed Hoffman or the main event, and you'll find my podcast, and you can uh, subscribe for it for free. It'll download once a week to your device. You can listen anytime you want <clears throat> in any location you want. So, uh, so hey, before I go on, I don't usually talk about mortgages or real estate financing too much on this uh, show because I find over the last eight and a half years that, uh, that you know, when you listen to a real estate show or you listen to a financing show, unless you're in the market, it just gets boring. And in my, in my eyes, I'd rather have you know about who I am and what I think about what's going on. And so if you think like me, when it's time to get some financing, You'll call me because you want to know someone you can trust, and you can trust me. I will take care of you. Uh, we uh, pride ourselves at Wholesale Capital of doing what's right for you as opposed to what's right for us, and uh, as opposed to the people that are uh, that are emailing you and calling you out of the blue when you uh, when uh, to try and steal your loans from people um, that you're talking to an un uh, you know a no, no face no uh, person somewhere in New Jersey. Um, to do your loan, at least uh, we're local here. So, uh, but let me talk about let me talk real quick about a program that's out there called the Hero Program that you're hearing advertised on the on the radio on and everywhere in your mailbox about this Hero Program that people are uh, are uh, getting to put in uh, solar panels on their house and air conditioning and new windows and all this stuff. <clears throat> unfortunately, the mortgage ban- and unfortunately this this program. Uh, is being sold based on the fact that you can get all these repairs done to your house and uh, you don't have any no payments till November of next year. Let me let me explain something to you. I have Hero on my house. I got a I got a solar system on my house that was that's probably bigger than just about any residential solar system because my wife Don and I we're uh, we are electrical power hogs and uh, we like it cold in our house. We have a big 207 pound Saint Bernard. He likes it cold even in the summer. Our pool pump runs a lot. We've got you know three air conditioners and lots of TVs and refrigerators and it's just you know I don't want to have to think about saving money on my electricity. I'll just pay it. Uh, but now I've got 107 solar panels, and I went and I went through detail about how I how I bought and how I uh, you know the system I put in and the uh, financing part of it, and uh, and you know I could have paid cash for it, just didn't want to because I'd rather put my cash into real estate. So, uh, but I will tell you, the Hero Program creates problems because they've got guys that are contractors trying to sell you jobs for double the price. 
um, you know, hey, I'll get you your air conditioning system. It's 9800 You don't have any payments, but, you know, you can get that thing for cash for about 4500 or 5000 So, uh, so many people have bought these things based on there's no payments for two years. But the, by the time that, that the, uh, that the, your mortgage company figures out that you have this on your tax bill, you're two years, you're two years late. So they have to up your up your impound account, and if you don't have the cash for the twelve months or fifteen months worth of payments before they figure that out, they're gonna double up your up your house payment, and it's gonna create a problem like a subprime loan. If you've got one of these, I'll tell you, I got mine. Uh, September will be two years since I got my system, and I pay an extra twenty five hundred or three thousand on our payment anyway every month because I want to pay my house off. And uh, when when my lender finally figured out that, hey, your impound account is short. I just wrote him a check. and uh, But mine was supposed to go up about 300 between three and $400 a month. and But I already pay that extra. So I just kept paying it. And when they said, hey, your impound account is short $3,500 or else we're upping your payment uh, $750 a month, I just wrote him a check. Just wrote him a check for it. A lot of you guys are putting $20,000, uh, $20,000, $30,000 uh, solar systems or air conditioners or or uh, new windows or whatever on your house and you don't realize these things are out there the contractors are not are not licensed to sell loans and these are essentially loans they're 20 year they're 20 year uh 20 they're tw- they're financed at 20 years at 8.99 they're added to your property tax bill but the mortgage bankers association is arguing that hey these these loans are these loans these debts are being put on there by people who don't have licenses to sell these things and there's no disclosures being done when you guys refinance your house pay those off they're 8.99 over 20 years pay those off when you guys are selling your house with all your new upgrades remember you have these upgrades you're trying to sell your house based on the value you put into it but you haven't paid for that yet the buyer shouldn't be required to pay that off you should be required to pay that off. Okay, realtors, inform your sellers and inform your buyers. You sh- you're buying a house. The buyers are buying a house. Hey, this is this extra. This house is twenty thousand dollars more expensive than the one down the street, but I don't have electric bill. Guess what? You could get the house down the street and pay the twenty thousand dollars or thirty thousand dollars for your solar system, and I have to pay twice for it because the seller didn't pay for it yet. Okay, hello. If you need some information on this, you want to talk about the theory of this 855-640-2020 and uh, i'll talk to you about that so anyway i wanted to get that off my chest because it's a big thing right now going on in financing and everybody's kind of going what do you mean we can't refinance you know conventional loans are not allowing this to stay on your on your loan fhas have just thrown in the white the the white flag and they're allowing it but this is a problem because none of you read the paperwork I read the paperwork. I knew I could I could write the check anytime I want to pay the thing off. I put an eighty thousand dollars system on my on my house and I financed about thirty five thousand dollars of it through through Hero just because I didn't want to lay out the cash. But I have the cash. I can pay it off. Okay, and I have a two point seven five on my house that I'm paying down extra twenty five hundred a month to get rid of it. I'm never going to refinance my house again. I'm paying. I'm done. You guys didn't, a lot of you guys out there didn't read the thing and didn't know what you're doing anyway. You just click, 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 click through it. Nobody told you and you weren't required to, uh, 
to do anything but click, click, click through the uh, e-sign thing, and now and now you're basically in a in a bad position. If you want some advice on that, call me, 855-640-2020. Okay, so we got a lot to talk about, so let me see if I can get through with it, because I didn't even have that in my script of what I was going to talk about. So if you listened to my show last week, you heard uh, Scott McAfee and I analyze Hillary Clinton's uh, Fox News Sunday interview. Uh, we actually did our show early last week. There was a lot of stuff that happened afterwards, but... Uh, being that Dinesh D'Souza was available to have an interview on, on Tuesday. We recorded on Tuesday instead of Friday. Um, but this week, people are still talking about the interview, thanks to uh, Hillary's odd reason that she gave for lying about Hillary. You know, he, remember she said, she said, well, you know what? What I heard him say is that I was truthful in everything to, uh, to Chris Wallace on the uh, Fox News Sunday. Uh, now, she's, now she's talking about the reason she gave for lying about uh, James Comey saying that she was uh, telling was all truthful. If you haven't heard this, here it is. During the interview and in many other occasions over the past months, uh, that what I told the FBI, which he said was truthful, is consistent with what I have said publicly. So I may have short-circuited, and for that I, uh, you know, will try to clarify because I think you know Chris Wallace and I were probably talking past each other be- because, of course. He could only talk to what I had told the FBI, and I appreciated that. Amazing. I don't think that's what he said, because James Comey said, said hey, when, uh, when uh, Trey Gowdy asked him, hey, she told the American public that she said this. Was that the truth? And he said, no, that wasn't the truth. And she said she had, he, he absolutely denied what she said to the public was true. And then she just said it again. She said, hey, what I said was absolutely truthful. I don't understand this. You know what? Would you put a TV in your house if you knew it had a short circuit in it? Hey, I short circuited and I just wasn't listening. Hey, you know what? I wouldn't put a, you know, I'm not going to go to the hassle of hanging a TV on my wall if it, if it's uh short circuited. I'm not going to put a, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to put a Bose wave radio next to my bed to wake me up on time if it has a short circuit because it might not go off when I have to get up. We're going to put this lady in the White House. Are you stupid? You know what? Get some guts and talk to your your Democrat friends like this. Let me uh, let me play a couple other little idiotic things that uh, that uh, Hillary said this week. As a young man said to me in Florida the other day, friends don't let friends vote for Trump. I also think Trump's belief that he alone can fix America's problems is so contrary to who we are as a nation. Our founders set up our country so that we had three branches of government that had to work together. We had the federal government, state, and local governments that had to work together. Did she just say the three branches of government are the federal, state, and local? Hello? You know, can you say stupid? Uh, I think the three branches are the executive, which is the president, the judicial, which is the, uh, which is the Supreme Court, and the legislative, which is the uh, the House and the Senate, uh, i.e. Congress. I think that's how it is. But, you know, you wouldn't know that from the last eight years because it's just Barack Obama Then nobody else has any, has any say-so. Let me play the rest of this little comment. And that's what we've done so successfully. And along comes Trump and basically says, I can do this alone. Well, what about the troops on the front lines who rely on each other and support each other? What about our law enforcement officers who rely on each other and support each other? 
wait, is this the same Hillary Clinton that didn't put any security to secure our uh, our uh, embassy in, in Benghazi? Is this the same Hillary Clinton that was, cause we don't know where Barack Obama was on September 11th, 2012 when they called and said we need help in Benghazi is this the same Hillary Clinton that was in charge of the state department that wouldn't send help to those guys what about our troops okay these guys weren't officially troops but they were Americans there was a uh, American ambassador and there was a CIA uh, uh, annex there and you know these guys that were former former military guys that were uh, that were working for Blackwater. They were private contractors, but they were Americans. Is she the? Is this the same Hillary Clinton that turned her back on that, on those guys, and four people died? Is this the same Hillary Clinton that brought that had a Democratic convention two weeks ago that brought up the mother of Michael Brown and the the relatives of all these guys that that to talk about how sad they were because they their kids got shot by police while they were trying to kill other policemen or steal guns from them and they were thugs and and instead of bringing up bringing up uh uh honorary people she brought up thugs family of the thugs and try to make them look like like uh like uh victims is that how you support the police that support themselves Amazing. By the end of the week, by the end of the week, that was the least of Hillary's troubles. The conservative accountability group Judicial Watch, which, you know, I get stuff in the mail all the time to donate. And I'm thinking Judicial Watch is maybe one that I want to donate to because I really think, unlike the Republican Party, they actually do something. So they just released 10 pages of never before seen emails that implicate the State Department for giving favors to big money Clinton Foundation donors when uh, Hillary, Hillary Clinton was the Secretary of State. Why does this matter? Well, remember Hillary was previously claimed she previously claimed that the Clinton Foundation is merely a family charity, no ties to the State Department. There is absolutely no connection between anything that I did as Secretary of State and the Clinton Foundation. Um, so people can say that, but I'm proud of our philanthropic uh, work, our personal family philanthropic work, the work of the Clinton Foundation. Does anybody know what the Clinton Foundation does? Does anybody know? I know that they negotiated negotiated a contract so AIDS victims around the world could could afford to buy their AIDS. They didn't provide AIDS drugs for people with AIDS. They negotiated a contract so people so they would be affordable. And they went and they went and educated some uh, some women in in Africa about uh, being about being mothers. You know what? What do you do that costs any money? I don't know. They collected a uh, hundreds of millions of dollars for Haiti, and ten percent of it got to Haiti. Where did all that money go? I don't know. So you know what? This is the things people are talking about because there's no connection whatsoever. So what are these ties? The first smoking gun from the emails: Bill Clinton's top aide asking Hillary Clinton's top aides if they can find a State Department job for a suspiciously unnamed person. Here's uh, Fox's Trace Gallagher. Example in 2009, Doug Band, a longtime advisor to Bill Clinton and the former head of the Clinton Global Initiative, emailed Secretary Clinton's senior aides, Huma Abedin and Cheryl Mills, asking for a, quote, favor because an unnamed associate needed a job. Band writes, quoting, it's important to take care of blank. Abedin responds, quote, we all have him on our radar. Personnel has been sending him options. Today, the State Department refused to identify the person or say if they got hired. So this guy, Doug Band, 
is like the head of the Clinton Global Initiative, which is the the Clinton uh, the 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 Clinton Foundation, and he sent in, he sent an email to Uba Abedin, who's uh, Anthony Weiner's wife, and she's uh, she's from Iran. She's from she's some she's of Muslim descent, and she's one of Hillary Clinton's top people. And saying, "Hey, can you get this person?" And they took that out of the email. Who this person was? Can you get them a job? And she and she says, "Yeah, they're on our on our radar." So here's here's the State Department's forced to answer reporters' questions on this, and who and who this person was, and why their name was taken out of the emails, and whether or not he or she ever got that State Department job. Can you tell us why the State Department redacted that name, and whether or not this person? wound up getting a job or not okay well i can't speak to specific case cases i need a little help understanding why this person's name cannot be shared i can't speak to specific cases would would it be wrong to assume that then that this is you know a case simply of nepotism or something like that i i can't speak to specific cases justin so this lady that's talking for the state department is elizabeth trudeau and for some reason, they took the name out of the email. Did they know there was a problem? Did they know that was a smoking gun? You know what? If you've seen Hillary's America, you see what the the Bill and Hillary Clinton, uh, what their 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 crime their their crime the way they think. They're like uh, Dinesh D'Souza says they're they're the Bonnie and Clyde right now. But the impropriety doesn't stop there. Here's Trace Gallagher explains the next revelation in the emails which involve a high-dollar Clinton donor from Nigeria requesting State Department access to United States Ambassador of Lebanon. But days later, Doug Ban emails Abedin and Mills again, requesting that a big-time Clinton Foundation donor be put in contact with the American ambassador to Lebanon. Quoting again, we need Gilbert Shigori to speak to the substance person reference Lebanon. Abedin assures Doug Ban that she will speak with the ambassador. Records show Gilbert Shigori, a Nigerian citizen of Lebanese descent, donated between one and five million dollars to the Clinton Foundation and is known for his association with Nigeria's military dictator. So this guy, Gilbert Shigori, gives between one and five million dollars to the Clinton uh, Foundation. And he's email is there uh, Doug Band, who is one of the head guys at the Clinton Foundation is, is emailing Uba Abedin and saying, hey, we need to get this Gilbert Shigori guy in, in touch with the ambassador to Lebanon. And he's associated with the Nigerian dictator. Remember Nigeria? That's where uh, Boko Haram was, and they kidnapped uh, like 120 like fifth graders, fifth grade girls, and they just disappeared like, what, two years ago? Uh, that's when... Uh, that's when uh, our our government got got really engaged, and uh, Michelle Obama put a hashtag "Send Our Girls Home" or something like that. That's how they went after him. And these 120 girls in Nigeria that got uh, got kidnapped by this Nigerian um, uh, terrorist group are just gone. They're not. They're still not back. So here's what the State Department had to say when they're pressed about the convoluted relationship. Listen to this reporter's frustration. You don't feel like there was impropriety uh, 
in the relationship between the Clinton Foundation and the State Department? We talk to a wide range of people at my level, at various levels. Has the department looked into this and determined that there was no impropriety? I said the department is regularly in touch with people across the whole spectrum. That's not the question. I'm sorry. Are you? Am I not speaking English? The question is whether or not you determined that there was nothing improper here. We feel we we feel confident that all the rules were followed. So that was a Matt Lee from the Associated Press. Say, hey, have you guys investigated this? Does this not look like there's something wrong here? Does this not does this not look like hey, you know what? We got somebody in there who's who's dirty, who's really dirty, who's very distrustful. Is there there's something wrong here, guys? If you had someone working for your company and you let them have access to your checkbook, and you're mysteriously missing money in your bank account. Would you would you say something? Would you look into it? No, we regularly talk to people from all over the place. That's a that's what we do. So you know it's it's amazing. It's amazing to me. Uh, I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about this in more in in even this gets deeper and deeper and deeper. But I'm running out of time for part one. So uh so so stay tuned to part one of the main event. We're going to come back and I'm going to go deeper into this with more and more stuff. If you haven't had a chance to, to watch Fox News or watch the Internet or, uh, you know, the Drudge Report or anything that's 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 paying attention to this stuff and connecting the dots, this may not be any big deal because that's apparently what the Democrats seem to think. That ah, there's nothing there there. But stay tuned to the main event. I'm going to connect the rest of the dots for you right after five minutes of commercials and weather and traffic. Don't go away. Hey, buddy, I'm not paying you to hear your thoughts on life. I'm paying you to sing. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. I don't talk a lot about real estate financing here, but if you hear some common sense and you need some real estate financing, buying, refinancing, reverse mortgage, any of that stuff, you want someone who will talk straight to you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. 855-640-2020. So we've been talking about the conspiracy that's going on with really who is Hillary Clinton? Who is Hillary Clinton? We're talking about the the connection of the dots between Hillary being in the State Department. You know what's amazing is they came out of the White House Flat broke, not even flat broke, but in debt. And now they're worth $100 million. Uh, I don't know. How did they do that? Uh, and you know what? They've been in in, uh, in public service for like 30 or 40 years. How do you generate $100 million being, in public, uh, being a public servant? Nobody bought her book. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, this, maybe this doesn't seem like anything to you guys. So, uh, so I was playing. I was playing the State Department's reaction to uh, to the journalist asking about connecting the dots between uh, the the uh, the emails that were released this week regarding the connection between uh, the Hint, the Clinton Foundation and the uh, State Department. And of course, Hillary supporters are saying there's no big deal. There's nothing to see here. There's no there there. I was even listening to. Uh, uh, outnumbered on Friday morning, and was it Julie Rilginski, the Democrat idiot that's on there all the time? 
I don't think this is a big deal. I don't really see anything here. Here's uh, now Peter Schweitzer. Here's Peter Schweitzer, who's the author of the book Clinton Cash. And if you haven't seen the the movie Clinton Cash, it's about a one hour video. It's about one hour. You can probably search it on YouTube or because I thought it was going to come out in the movies. It apparently was an online thing. Um, and I watched it, uh, but search for Clinton Cash. But here's the author giving his take. This is not a typical money in politics story. We're used to Wall Street, oil companies, etc., giving donations to politicians, getting access. But federal law prevents foreign businessmen and governments from doing so. The Clinton Foundation is a gateway around that. Gorbachev is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. He's getting access to the U.S. ambassador. He's not a U.S. citizen. He's not a U.S. businessman. He's getting access because he gave money to the Clintons and to have. Foreign oligarchs talking to our ambassadors about policy is simply not appropriate, and it's probably illegal if it was paid away. Can you believe this? No one's even talking about this. They're talking about Trump making little comments that, that which I'll talk about in a few minutes. But they're not even talking about this, except for if you're on Fox and if you're and if you're watching that. If you're watching that, you probably don't need to be convinced that we shouldn't vote for Hillary. Guess what? Your kids, your adult kids, your friends, your neighbors, there I can't believe that there's no chance for Trump to win to win California. I don't believe that. I refuse to believe it. We can turn this state around. I hope. I hope. I can't believe there's that many stupid people in this country and especially in the state that I live in. So will Hillary be held accountable for this impropriety? Probably not. We just have learned that the, the the Department of Justice wouldn't let the FBI investigate it. Here's Dana Perino explaining on the five. And one of the things that um, Congressman Chaffetz asked Comey was, "Are you investigate? Is the FBI investigating the Clinton Global Initiative, the foundation, as part of the FBI investigation?" He declined to say, which I think left some ambiguity that, that maybe that they did. But CNN today is reporting that the Clinton Foundation was not part of the recent investigation into the private server. It was separate. That the FBI went to DOJ earlier this year asking for it to open a case for the, into mm-hmm. the foundation, but the Public Integrity Unit declined. Public Integrity Unit? The Public Integrity Unit? Do we have a Public Integrity Unit? Is there any integrity in anything in, in government today? Apparently not. And they told the FBI, don't investigate it? So the Justice Department, the Justice Department, I thought the Federal Bureau of Investigation was supposed to investigate things, and then the Justice Department reacts to it. Now the Justice Department is telling the FBI don't investigate it? I don't know. It's It waddles like a duck and it quacks like a duck. It's probably a duck. If this, if you know what, if you guys aren't haven't known about this stuff that's going on, talk about this. Now consider this. Sources have told National Journal's Ron National Journal's Ron Fournier that suspicions of Clinton Foundation's impropriety was the real reason that the FBI wanted to investigate Hillary's emails in the first place. People very close to the Clintons, including a source who's been working with the Clintons for more than two decades, who told me the week that the New York Times exposed this this rogue server, uh, that what this was all about was the foundation, that, that the blurring the lines between their political and professional uh, uh, lives, that's what was in the emails, was to look for the pay-to-play, this kind of uh, favor-giving. Yeah, can th- think about this. You know, when James Comey uh, laid out his case, you know, I think he was forced to say, hey, we're going to tell the Justice Department not to investigate this. So... Uh, and he, he laid out all the things that she did wrong. And then she said, well, we don't see any reason that any 
any uh, uh, any clear-minded or logical prosecutor, no one would take on this case, and there was no intent. Why do you set up a separate server? You go into the government, state department, you take it over, you, you're in charge of the state department, and you set up your own private server. Hmm. What would be the intent on that? Uh, security? No, it was security to protect her own personal interest. And this is the person that that uh, people want to be president, to lead this country. Are you stupid? Apparently a lot of people are, and it's it's just sad. So, uh, so going on to emails, uh, let's talk about this murder plot that maybe some of you aren't aware of. Um, remember thousands of Democratic National Committee emails were sent to WikiLeaks, reportedly because the DNC computers were hacked. Some are now saying the person behind the whole thing was the D- uh, DNC whistleblower, Seth, Seth Rich, who's a 27-year-old DNC staffer who was mysteriously murdered while walking home in Washington, D.C. two weeks ago. Wiki, you know what? And think about this. Remember, this is why, uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, Deborah Blabbermouth Schultz. Deborah, Deborah, whatever her name was, um, the head of the DNC, had to step down the day before the, the Democratic National Convention. So here's WikiLeaks founder, Julian Assange, made some comments this week to added to people's suspicions that perhaps someone at the DNC put a hit out on Rich for whistleblowing. Our whistleblowers go to significant efforts to get us material and often very significant risks. As a 27-year-old uh, works for the DNC, who was shot in the back, murdered uh, just two weeks ago uh, for un- unknown reasons as he was walking down the street in Washington. So that was, that was just a robbery, I believe, wasn't it? No, it's, there's no finding. So, uh, what are you suggesting? Sort of, what are you suggesting? I'm suggesting that our sources uh, take risks, and they are they become concerned uh, to see things occurring uh, like that. And Assange isn't the first one to disclose that Rich wasn't actually robbed. Rich's own mother told NBC's Washington D.C. affiliate, "His hands were bruised." His knees were bruised and his face was bruised and he had two shots into his back, but they never took anything. Hmm. What do you think? Well, so let's see. His hands were bruised and his face were bruised and his knees were bruised. Uh, does that mean they just beat him up? They pummeled him and then they shot him in the back. Because I'm thinking, based on what I know of... Uh, of uh, forensic pathology from all these shows that my wife likes to watch and therefore I watch, uh, that if they shot him first and he fell, if his heart stopped beating, if his heart stopped beating when he hit the ground, he wouldn't bruise because the bruise had, your heart has to beat for the blood to rush to the, you know, what causes a bruise. I don't know. Just seems, seems uh, suspicious to me, but you know what? This gets deeper. Seth Rich isn't the only mysterious death that points back to Hillary, Hillary and or the DNC. Did you know about, let me, let me, you know what, if, if you Google Clinton casualties, and maybe I'll do a whole show on this because there's so many people that have mysteriously died in the last, I don't know, 20 years that could have been an, advan- an advantage that they died when they did uh, to the Clintons. And uh, these guys are mafia guys anyway. But uh, here's let's just talk about the last month. So uh, in addition to uh, Democrat staffer uh, Seth Conrad, U.N. official John Ash died suspiciously the day before he was set to testify as a top official against the DNC and Hillary Clinton. 
on June 22nd. So he accidentally, he was accidentally crushed his throat with a barbell. So I don't know. I've seen it in movies, but I've been lifting weight since I was uh, in high school, like a sophomore in high school. And you know what? When, when you're lifting too much weight, you don't just drop it on your neck. You drop it, and if you've got too much on your chest and you're there not without a spotter, I guess you could just kind of lay it on your chest and twist it off so it, so it rolls off of you. It'll make a loud noise, but you won't die. This guy had his neck crushed. He's going to testify about a money laundering scheme. And uh, let's see, and, and apparently it's about a money laundering scheme that involved money coming in from a foreign country through a Arkansas restaurant owner. I don't know. Arkansas. Clintons came from Arkansas. Money came in from a foreign country, laundered through a... I mean, we have to do that in the mortgage business. We have to do suspicious activity reports, and we see stuff on somebody's bank statement that looks suspicious. We have to report it to the federal government. Okay, let's talk about the next guy. Victor Thorne, author of books exposing the the Clintons, found dead of a gunshot wound on a mountaintop near his home on August 1st. This is two weeks ago, guys. August 1st, this guy wrote like three or four books on, on the Hillary, Hillary and Bill, the sex, the sex volume. Um, the, he did a, he did another one, why she shouldn't be, uh, why she shouldn't be the, the president. And he said, he even said in a podcast, uh, uh, on somebody's show, Russell Scott, whoever this guy is, but I'm sure that some places, some places outside the Inland Empire, they go, Ed Hoffman, who's that? But, um, uh, he was said on on he said on this guy's radio show on a podcast. If I'm ever found dead, I didn't commit suicide. He goes, I would never do that. But he was found dead of a gunshot wound on a mountaintop near his home on August first. Three days later, Sean Lucas, lead attorney in the anti-Clinton DNC fraud case and a Bernie Sanders supporter, was found dead at his home on uh, August fourth. I don't know. Does this seem suspicious to you guys? Remember Vince Foster? Uh, he was like a partner in the Rose Law Firm that uh, the Clintons were part of in a big uh, the Whitewater uh, land deal. I'll go into this all all in detail when we get closer to the election to to remind remind you guys what to remind your Democrat friends that this is not someone who should be running our country. So let's go on. Let's go on to Trump. Let's talk about what people are really talking about. Because this stuff isn't important. There's no there there. There's nothing to worry about. There's no reason for anybody to think Hillary Clinton is anything but the most qualified candidate, male or female, in the history of our country. Give me a break. This is scary. Remember that clip I opened up with at the beginning of the show? If we do our jobs and pay attention and vote and and do and and say something when something's wrong, then this will be where our where our kids get to live too. And our grandkids. If you have kids or grandkids and you and you care about them, this is important. Okay, let's talk about. It. So we're supposed to write off these suspicious deaths as crazy conspiracy theories. And meanwhile, the media says Donald Trump is the dangerous one. This week, the story they focused on was Trump and this and talking about gun right advocates. Hillary wants to abolish, essentially abolish, the Second Amendment. By the way, and if she gets to pick. If she gets to pick her judges, nothing you can do, folks. Although the Second Amendment people, maybe there is, I don't know. Oh, that is so scary. 
It's so scary there. He he said the Second Amendment, folks. Maybe there's something we could do. Maybe there's something we could do because the NRA and the gun lobby is like one of the most powerful lobbies in the uh, in the country, and probably the most powerful lobby in the country because there's a lot of Americans out there that don't believe that uh, people should take away our guns. Here's how Trump explains his comment after the big after everybody was so appalled by it. Tremendous political power to save the Second Amendment. Tremendous. And you look at, you know, you look at the the power they have in terms of uh, votes. And that's what I was referring to. Obviously, that's what I was referring to. And uh, everybody knows it. And of course, Hillary's been milking this comment from Trump all week at her rallies. Here here she is talking in bunch of in front of a bunch of sheep idiots and uh, and general Democrats. Today, we witnessed the latest in a long line of casual comments from Donald Trump that cross the line. His casual inciting of violence. Every single one of these incidents shows us that Donald Trump simply does not have the temperament to be president and commander in chief of the United States. Listen to the roar of the crowd. Can you believe this? Yes. Can you believe that this is, you know, I get, I get angered at this. I get angered at this. Uh, my wife gets angered at this. When you start seeing what's happening and you got all these, all these sheep, all these idiots out there cheering this lady, this lady will, will hack, hack all their heads off. If it means that she gets a couple million dollars in her bank account. She doesn't care about anybody in this country except for her and Bill. I don't even think she cares about Bill. It's only just her and probably Chelsea and her grandkids. You know what? I care about my grandkids. I care about your grandkids. I care that there's a country here after I'm gone. But did you know that Hillary herself has brought up assassination? They're trying to insinuate that when he said that, hey, maybe the NRA people will do something about it, the Second Amendment people will do about it. But she's the one who brought up assassination of her opponents in the past. And unlike Trump, she actually used the word assassination. In June 2008, Hillary told a South Dakota newspaper that she would, that she would not drop out of the race no matter how big a lead Barack Obama had. And she seemed simply to imply the reason that Obama might be assassinated. My husband did not wrap up the nomination in 1992 until he won the California primary um, somewhere in the middle of June, June, right? We all remember Bobby Kennedy was assassinated in June in California. Uh, I, you know, I just, I don't understand it. And, you know, there's lots of speculation about why it is. Can you believe that she said that? Hey, you know what? I'm not we're dropping out because, you know what? Maybe, maybe my opponent will get assassinated in California in June during the primaries. Did you catch on to that? Did you hear that? Tell your idiot sheep, sheep out there that are, that are Hillary supporters that they're idiots and that maybe they should listen to this show. This one should be the most forwarded link ever because I don't know that anybody else is, is, has put this together. And finally, here's some... Well, I know a lot of people have put it together, but I don't know that anybody's put it together in one one-hour show. And finally, here's something you may not have heard about this week's uh, thanks to the media pretending it didn't happen. Did you know that the father of Omar Mateen, the Orlando nightclub shooter who pledged allegiance to ISIS on the phone while he was in the nightclub, I'm the shooter, 
And uh, what is your name? I pledge my allegiance to whatever Baghdadi his name is. Uh, I have to see it written in front of me or else I can't remember it. I just remember the thing sounds like Big Daddy. Uh, Baghdadi at the end. Uh, so his dad, so while he's in the Florida, he was his dad was sitting behind Hillary Clinton at a Florida rally this week, standing directly behind her as one of the people chosen to be on camera. This isn't a coincidence. Get this, the Media Research Center found, found that Trump's Second Amendment comment got four times more media than the coverage of this chilling occurrence. So you got to tell me, hey, you know, they're just Democrats. We just let them in. We frisked them to make sure they didn't have guns, but we just let them in. you got to be kidding me. You don't think that she knows? You don't think when Barack Obama speaks and he has, you know, 30 people behind him and they're all, uh, they're all black and Muslims and there's all, they're all... Uh, minorities sitting behind him when he's making a speech about not not discriminating against Muslims and not not having you know taken taken terrorism out on on all Muslims. You don't think that's set up? Give me a break. No, wake up, people, wake up. And now and now even the Republicans remember near the end of the primaries when the National Review pulled a marketing stunt by devoting an entire issue to rejecting Trump as his nominee as like you know. Uh, Mitt Romney went out there and made a special speech and a video to make sure people didn't didn't uh, didn't nominate uh, Donald Trump. Well, now it's national security experts trying to get the same kind of attention. Fifty current and former national security officials, all of whom served either uh, the Reagan or Bush administrations, have contributed to an open letter that will be published in the newspapers this coming week. One of them is General Michael Hayden, a four-star general and former CIA director, who says that Trump lacks the character, values, and experience to be president, has dangerous qualities, and would be the most reckless president in American history. He, here he explains it on CNN, the Communist News Network. Jake's Look, we got to call balls and strikes the way we see them, all right? We all felt strongly enough about what we believe to be a clear and present danger that we felt compelled to say what we said. You just called Donald Trump a clear and present danger. Well, if he governs in any way close to the language that he has used in the campaign, I fear for our future. You fear for our future. Can you believe that? Hey, you know what? I wonder, I wonder, you know, here, let me just talk to the Republicans out there that are, that are on the never Trump thing. Hey, get over it. You know what? Trump was the people's the people's uh, the, the choice. He's the nominee because the people voted. We're tired of you guys. Of you guys. You know what would compel a four-star general who who was a CIA director to come out and make a comment like that, knowing that if we don't vote for Trump, it's Hillary. Does he, you know, he was part of the CIA. He doesn't know about the stuff that went on with Hillary. He's not paying attention to the news. He's not paying attention to what's going on. I want to know, is Hillary paying them? Are they going, hey, you know what? If you guys will support Hillary, we'll give you $10 million. You know, with all the money that the Clinton Foundation has, they could do that to all these guys. $10 million times 50 is $500 million. They, you know, five, 10 times 50... Five million, five million dollars each times fifty-five is twenty-five. That's uh, 20, 250 million. Am I doing that right? Twenty-five. I don't know what it is. It'd be uh, twenty-five. It'd be twenty-five million. No, twenty-five. I don't know. I I can't I can't think when the clock is running in front of me. But anyway, they could do that. They've got lots of money. They could pay these guys off. And even if they gave them all 
uh, 1 million. So it'd be 1 million times 50 be 50 million. So 50 times that would be, would be, uh, would be 50, that'd be 500 million. Okay. I got it. Okay. I digress. But they could pay everybody a couple million dollars. You move to Canada, move to Australia, move to wherever you want. And who cares who's president? I don't know. Maybe it's just my own conspiracy theory. Dr. Monica Crowley had a few things to say about this, and I agree with her. The first is the reminder that only Republicans stab each other in the back. The Democrats never, ever do this. Okay, they always come together to win, or at the very least shut up, witness Bernie Sanders and his supporters. Republicans constantly indulge in the circular firing squad, and it is disgraceful. You know, and next she said that maybe these people should have should have shown more concern for national security when where Hillary Clinton was concerned. Where were they for the four years when Hillary was secretary? Well, I think that's what I was just going to say. A lot of people are saying they're kind of Hillary Clinton Republicans. Well, I don't they didn't really register concern for the four years when she was in there and had responsibility over national security. She voted for all all the conflicts and wars we got into. She voted in favor of all those. Where were they on Benghazi? Where were they on Libya? Where were they on Iraq and Iran and the Russian reset and all of the things that were her portfolio? They didn't raise a lot of issues then. Why? Oh, right now, because. Because they're with her, to coin a phrase. And you know what? This is why people are done not only with the Democrats, because they're crooks, but the Republicans, because they're weak. Okay? They have the right ideas. They have the right concepts. But apparently there's something dirty going on in Washington, D.C. because they don't do anything. You know what? Uh, if you if you heard my show last week, with, or if you were at the Dinesh D'Souza, Larry Elder thing, this week, you know, Dinesh D'Souza said on my show, you know what, the problem is, is that that the Republicans, when they get into a fight, they just go into fighting mode and they assume the fetal position and they just, wah. I had a, I had a swim coach in uh, in high school that used to, that when we were doing water polo, he said, you know what, you know, you, you used to call us the big red machine at Lakewood High School. Say, hey, are we the big red machine or the big yellow streak? You know, you just like, you get, you get. Uh, encountered and you just roll over like a puppy and and stick your tail between your legs and make a yellow streak. I can't I can't say it on the radio, but you know this is this is what happens. And if you're at the Dinesh D'Souza and Larry Elder event, you hear you know what these two guys are the most common sense, logical guys on radio and in the in the media to to keep everybody calm. I have a hard time staying calm because this stuff just angers me. Because I can't believe there's so many stupid people in my own state, in my own country. Folks, we can't watch the polls. We can't sit idle. You have to talk. You have to vote. You can't sit home and not vote. Well, I don't really like Donald Trump. If you don't like him, if you can't vote positive, vote negative, and vote against Hillary. And don't waste it on libertarians or Green Party. Trump is the only vote we have. Folks, I'm all out of time for this version of the main event. Thanks for listening. My name's Ed Hoffman, and I'll be back again with you next week.